Good morning, brethren. You're welcome into God's presence again this morning. In the presence of God, there is fullness of joy, and on His right hand, pleasures forevermore. This morning, we'll be looking into the scriptures to discuss what I tie to effectual fervent prayers. So, we'll be talking about prayers this morning. Uh, let's open our Bible to the book of James, chapter 5 from verse 13 James chapter 5 verse 13 to 18 I read is any among you afflicted let him pray is any merry let him sing psalms is any sick among you let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord and the prayer of faith shall save the sick, and the Lord shall raise him up. And if he have committed sins, they shall be forgiven him. Confess your faults one to another, and pray one for another that ye may be healed. The effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Elias was a man subject to like passions as we are. And he prayed earnestly that it might not rain. And he rained not on the earth by the space of three years and six months. And he prayed again. And the heaven gave rain. And the earth brought forth a fruit. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man. I will it much. Okay, the Bible enjoins us that if any one of you is afflicted, let him pray. If anyone is merry, let him sing merry, uh, sing psalms. If anyone is sick, uh, let him call for the others. Let them pray over him, because the prayer of faith shall save the sick. So we have need of prayers. And he now goes on in verse 16 that the effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man can do so much. And we're given an example of Elijah, Elijah called Elias here, a man subject to like passions as we are, that Elijah prayed earnestly that it might not rain for the space of three years and six months, and the heaven had rain. Then he prayed again, and the heaven gave rain, and the earth brought forth a fruit. Prayer can do so much. Through prayer, rain was stopped for three and a half years. And through prayers, rain began to fall again as Elias prayed unto the Lord. So we have tremendous power that can be released when we spend time in God's presence, when we spend time to go with God to pray. The Amplified Version rendered that passage as the heartfelt and persistent prayer of a righteous man, a believer in bracket, can accomplish much when put into action and made effective by God. It is dynamic and can have tremendous power. The effectual fervent prayer, the heartfelt and persistent prayer. So we are talking of heartfelt prayer, and persistent prayer, effectual and fervent. 
prayers that is effective and is 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 is, is continuous is is, is is fervent is persistent of a righteous man okay the effectual fervent means the prayer that is operative that has effect and that is powerful that produces powers miracles signs and wonders the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man uh, international standard version render that that phrase as the prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective the prayer of a righteous man we must note the word righteous the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availed much the prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. It's not just the prayer of any kind of person, but the prayer of a righteous person. New American Standard Version says, the effective prayer of a righteous man can accomplish much. The effective prayer of a righteous man can accomplish so much. So there is so much that we can accomplish if we can give time to effectual and fervent prayers. And when we, if we have, the Bible talks about effectual, fervent prayer, that means there can also be ineffectual, passive prayers that have no effect or power. So we'll be learning on how to, first we'll be learning today on the benefit of, of prayers, and then maybe next Sunday, we'll be talking about how to pray effectual prayers that can have that can produce power because if they are if effectual if we can have effectual fervent prayers then we can also have ineffectual passive prayers that have no effect or no power it is when we pray and effectual fervent prayer that it produces power and it must be the prayer of a righteous man so if a man is not uh, the right does not have the righteousness of god in christ jesus and he prays and prays, even though he prays fervently, it will not produce any power. It must be the prayer of a righteous man. The effective prayer of a righteous man is the kind of prayer that can accomplish so much. It's not the effective prayer of an unrighteous man. The righteous man there is talking about a believer because it is not our righteousness. It is the righteousness of Christ that is imputed upon us. But, you see, righteous man also means a man that has a right standing with God. So, the effectual fervent prayer of a man that has right standing with God, a man that is born again, that is saved, that is a believer, that has imputed righteousness, the righteousness of, of God in Christ Jesus, and at the same time, has a right standing with God. The prayer of such a man can go so far, can accomplish so much. The prayer of such a righteous man is powerful and is effective. It can produce results. It can turn things around. It can do so much things. And I know that we want to, we desire, we all desire to, you know, to pray uh, powerful prayers and effective prayers that can turn our lives around, that can turn things around, around us that can affect our life positively, that can, you know, affect situations you know, that we are in positively, that can produce tremendous power, 
that can produce tremendous results. So if you want to achieve such effective and powerful effect in our praying, then we must have a right standing with God. Somebody who is not having a right standing with God, you know, that is living in disobedience, living in sin and all that, even though he comes to the Lord and begins to pray without first addressing his, his standing with God, he's just wasting his time. The prayer will not go far. The prayer cannot accomplish, accomplish so much. But if he is having the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, that means the man is born again, is saved, is covered by the blood of Jesus, and is having a right standing with God. Because it's one thing to receive salvation, it's another thing to have a right standing with God. As many believers, even though they have been born again, but they are not standing right, they are not living right. And then they keep bombarding heavens with prayers, with requests, you know, for their needs. The Bible says it is the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man that can accomplish so much. The effectual fervent prayer of an unrighteous man cannot go so much, cannot do much, cannot accomplish anything. If he just, he cannot even go beyond the, beyond the, beyond the ceiling. So to have effectual and fervent prayer, we must have a right standing with the Lord. Today, I just look at so many people running into prayer meetings, rushing to uh, prayer houses, rushing, rushing for programs, prayer programs, you know, to pray and pray and pray without addressing the issue of their own standing with God. Prayer is a fellowship with God. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a relationship. It's part of our work with God. And for you to be able to pray effectively, you must have a place with God. You must have a relationship with God, the relationship of a son to a father. You must have, you must stand right with God. You, know, you must have a connection with God for your prayers to be able to accomplish so much. So, if someone does not have a connection, a relationship with God, prayer of prayers of such people cannot really go far. They cannot accomplish so much. So. We must be in right standing with God and then we believe God as we give ourselves to effective, fervent you know, prayer life. Prayer is a lifestyle. We must, we must develop it as a lifestyle, as a relationship, as a way of, of meeting with God, of discussing with God, of fellowshipping with God. And when we have it like that, our prayers will be doing so much. Our prayers will be affecting so much. Our prayers will be producing so much power. Our prayers will be bringing so much results. And we'll be seeing the results of our prayer life. Hallelujah. We have a lot of benefits to derive from having a lifestyle of, 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 of prayer. Having a prayer lifestyle. Effective, fervent, praying lifestyle. When we have it as a kind of a lifestyle, something that we do regularly. It is effective, it is fervent. Fervency of the prayer shows that it is continuous. It's not something we do haphazardly. It's not something that we do maybe once today, another maybe three or four days, then another time next week. We just pray anytime we feel like. No, praying must be effective. That is, we must know how to pray it right. That is not what we are talking about today. We we'll talk about that next week, how to pray effective prayers. But today we are talking about the benefits of prayers. And apart from being effective, Prayer must also be fervent. 
it must be continuous. It must be a lifestyle. It must be a relationship. If it is a lifestyle, it's fervent, it's, it's, it's continuous, it will produce great results. It's a time when we have a discussion with God. It's a fellowship in the Garden of Eden. The Lord will come and have fellowship with Adam and Eve. And when sin came, that stopped. But when Christ came and he offered himself on the cross to, for the propitiation of our sins, to redeem us from sin, that came back. That relationship came back. So we are now sons of God again. You can have fellowship with God again. Just the way Adam and Eve used to have fellowship with God in the cool of the evening in the Garden of Eden. And one way of doing that is in praying. When we go before the Lord to pray, we talk to him as our father. We enter into his presence. We have boldness to enter into the presence of God, to enter into the holies of holies. We have access, access that has been granted unto us by the blood of Jesus, by the shed blood of Jesus on the cross of Calvary. So we have everything that we need to enter into his presence. And when we lift up holy hands and we begin to you know, sing worship as we enter into his presence, the door is open for us. Why? Because we have a relationship with the Father and we have come for fellowship. So the prayer gives us a benefit of having a fellowship with our God. And secondly, prayer also gives us the, the opportunity for worship and for thanksgiving. The Bible says in uh, Philippians chapter 4 and verse 6, it says, Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. Be careful for nothing. That means do not worry for anything. When you have a situation on hands, do not fidget. Do not panic. Do not, do not be careful. He said, be careful for nothing. But what do you do instead? Of worrying and uh, and fretting, he says no. He said, whatever is it, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. So when you have a request to be made known unto God, you don't do, you don't just bang into the presence of God like that with request. You come with worship. You come with thanksgiving. You come with with, 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 with giving him thanks, you know, and the door will be open for you, then you can now make your request known unto the Lord. So, praying gives us the opportunity to worship the Lord. Of course, you can worship the Lord anytime. You can sing a song even when you're good on the road. And of course, at the same time, you can also pray anytime, <laughs> anytime and anywhere. You know, but we must have a kind of a regular, you know, persistent, you know, fervency. In, in praying is very, very important. must have a regular, consistent, you know, time or place that we, where we meet the Lord. And uh, the Lord is, 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 dwells in the praises of his people. He likes us to worship. He said, he said the time coming and now is where the true worshippers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth because he seeketh such to worship him. And we can worship him in spirit and in truth. You can worship him anywhere. You can worship him in, at any time. But it must be consistent and it must be fervent. So we worship him. We come. We lift up holy hands. We thank him. We give him glory. We, we, we thank God. We worship him because he is God. We thank God for whom he is. You know, when you come before the Lord, 
Don't just bank with your problems. First, worship. Put your problem aside first and worship him. That is how to enter into God's presence. Worship, thanksgiving, praise, you know, you know, give him thanks, telling him whom he is, how wonderful God is, thanking him for the things that he has done. You may have a long list of the things that you want God to do for you, but before you begin to tell him about those things that you want him to do for you, first of all, thank him for the things that he has done for you. That is the, what we do in the place of prayer, because it's a fellowship. It's a fellowship. Then the third thing that will benefit when we have a consistent prayer pattern, a consistent prayer life, you know, we make prayer a lifestyle, is that it gives an opportunity to have a discussion with our Father. You cannot have a Father you cannot talk with. You know, God is our Father. We can discuss with Him. In place of prayer, we come and then we open our hearts unto the Lord. We discuss matters with God. And we must also note that prayer is not just a one-way traffic. You know, prayer is a two-way traffic. It's a two-way discussion. As you are discussing, you know, your needs with the Lord, your situation with the Lord, you must also be ready to hear Him, listen in your heart, to hear what the Lord is going to say. Because the Lord speaks to us in the place of prayer. When we go to before the Lord on a matter, as we are praying, as we are interceding, as we are supplicating on that matter, after a while, the Lord can speak unto us. So we must learn and know how to hear God speak to us so that as we are talking to Him, He's also talking to us. As we are making our case, bringing our strong reasons, He is giving us instruction, He's giving us directions. So it's a place of discussing with God. It's a place of heart to heart when our hearts meet with the Lord. Hallelujah. Number four is a place to ask for help in time of need. We may have needs. We always have needs. There are always things that we want God to do in our lives. Deep prayer is a place when we bring our needs to the hearings of God. When we tell Him the things that we need, when we ask for help. Hebrews chapter 4 and uh, verse 16 says, let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace. That is in prayer that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Every time we have a need, let us learn to come before him, yes, the throne of grace and find mercy. And, and find grace, find help in times of need. So prayer is also a time for us to get help from God. It's a time for us to get grace, increase grace, multiply grace from, from God in times of need so that we'll find solution and provision for our needs. The Lord listens, He hears. His ears are attentive to our prayers and He delights in fellowship. When we come to him in prayers to fellowship with him and then to worship him, to thank him, you know, to discuss with him and to ask for help in times of need. We also find direction, divine direction in prayers. You know, maybe we have a situation on hand and uh, we don't really know what to do. We are looking for, you know, instruction of what to do. We take it back, we take it unto the Lord in prayer. You are a young lady, a young 
Ma, young brother, you are, you know, it's time for you to ask, you know, to seek the face of God or to make a choice for whom to marry and you don't know whom. You take it before the Lord in prayer. The Lord will give direction. You are a businessman. You want a direction of maybe what line of business to go into. It's a time to go and bring such to God's presence. And as you spend time in prayers, as you spend time in prayers, as you pray fervently, and as you pray, you know, if effectual prayers and pray fervently, after a while you hear God's word coming to you, it makes it clear. Prayer makes situations to be clearer to us. Because as you spend time before the Lord over a particular issue, that issue will begin to, you know, the light of God will be shed upon that issue. And the Lord will begin to give you direction. The Lord will begin to give you instructions. Because as you are praying, you will be hearing God's words speaking to your heart. You will be hearing scriptures, you know, rehearsing in your heart. And you will be hearing the still small voice, the voice of the Spirit of God, you know, whispering to your ear. This is the way. This is going it. He said, you will hear a voice behind you saying, this is the way, you know, going in it when you turn to the left or when you turn to the right. The voice of the Lord will going to come to you. So prayer is a time that we can also find direction. These are part of the benefits of prayer. Having a, a prayer lifestyle, a, a fervent and consistent you know, prayer life. Number seven, prayer also helps us to align ourselves to God's will. C.S. Lewis said, prayer doesn't change God, it changes me. Prayer helps us. It helps us to align ourselves to God's will. When we pray, the more we spend time before the Lord to pray, the more our minds become aligned to the will of God. The more it becomes easier for us to accept the will of God for our lives. You know, so prayer does a lot of things. The, the effect is tremendous. The effect is so powerful. If you are a Christian that spends quality time before the Lord, your life in prayers, your life can never remain the same. So you must spend time in studying the word and spend time in praying. And when you are worded, when you are a worded Christian, it will also affect your prayer time, your prayer life. Because you will pray the word of God. But that is on how to pray effective prayers. So it changes us. Prayer changes me. So it changes me. It does not change God. God is whom he is. But it changes us. We are the one that we need to change and align ourselves with the purpose of God. Align ourselves with the will of God. Align ourselves with what the Lord is leading us into. So prayer helps us. To be able to accept the will of God, it helps us to begin to align ourselves to following the will of God, to do the things that God, you know, has for us to do. Number eight, prayer also helps us to receive strength for our assignment, strength for our assignment, direction for our assignment, you know, to help us to know God's purpose for our lives. We receive strength for assignment. Jesus Christ fasted before he started his ministry, he spent time. He went and fasted 40 days, 40 nights, and then thereafter, he started the ministry. He, he received strength for the assignment. 
you want to start something, you want to start a business, you want to start a ministry, you want to start a new journey, first of all, before you take off, spend time in prayers before the Lord. The Lord will give you strength. The Lord will give you instructions. The Lord will give you directions. The Lord will make things to, to work together, you know, for you. So prayer helps us to receive strength for our assignment. It helps us to receive strength, to receive direction, to receive empowerment, to receive the, the anointing, to receive the grace of God. Because it is a time of communion, it's a time of union with God. It's a time of fellowship you know, with God. It's a time of relationship with God. It's a time of, you know, of, 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 of praise, worshiping God and receiving from God. By the time, you know, Moses went before the Lord and uh, by the time he came back, the glory of the Lord was so much upon him that they could not behold his face. They have to use a veil to cover his face because he has spent time, so much time in the presence of God. The glory of God, you know, already enveloped him and the glory of God could be seen upon his face. His face began to shine forth the glory of God. It's the same thing today when we spend time, when you see a Christian has spent time, you know, good time in God's presence, the glory of God will be noticeable in, upon his, will, will be shining upon his life. You know, you may not see it physically, but the glory of God is there. There is something that happens to someone that spends quality time before the Lord. There is something that happens in the life of someone who prays effective prayers and he does that effective prayers fervently it produces power it produces testimonies it produces miracles it has a thunderous effect it's something that a believer must not miss no matter how busy we are we must find time to pray we must find time you can't be a christian without praying is not possible and you cannot really be a victorious christian in this life without praying effectively and praying fervently there are so many things you know that we need to settle in the realms of the spirit through prayers there are so many things that we need to receive from the lord through prayers there are so many demons that we need to bind through prayers there are so many things we need to take care of you know before things happen in the physical it must first be settled in the spirit. And the place of prayer is where we settle things in the spirit. So it's an integral part of our relationship with God. It's an important part of our relationship with God. We must make sure we spend quality time before the Lord, praying effectively and praying fervently as righteous men and righteous women. So we receive strength for our assignment. We receive strength for our business. We receive insight. We receive God's divine input into the work of our hands when we spend good time to pray over it. We also do spiritual warfare. Number nine, we do spiritual warfare in the presence of God, in, in the place of prayers. That's where we bind and we lose. The Bible says, whatsoever you bind on heart shall be bound in heaven, and whatsoever you lose on heart shall be loosed in heaven. We have authority over powers and dark of darkness. The Bible says we rest not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers and spiritual wickedness in high places. So we have the authority. And the place of prayer is where we make use of this authority. We can take authority 
over every plan of the enemies. We can scatter every of their plans. You know, we can use scriptures in, in, in spiritual warfare. No weapon fashioned against us shall prosper. Every man that rises against us in judgment we condemn. This is our heritage as servants of the Lord. Begin to disperse every gathering of darkness against our lives, against our destiny, against our ministry, against our family, against our health. And as, begin, as we begin to do those things, they are happening in the realm of the spirit. I begin to see the effect even in the physical realm, eventually. So it's a time to, 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 to exact our victory. That victory that Christ gave to us, we exact it upon the, the powers of darkness. And we put them where they belong. Because Satan is under our feet. And that is where he belongs. And it is a play, play, place of prayer that we put him under our feet, that will, that, will, that will size him down. We put Satan in its place, in the place of prayer. Effectual and fervent prayers. Consistent prayers. Prayers that are prayed rightly and prayed continuously. That is effectual and fervent prayers as we do spiritual warfare. And this is very, very important. Hallelujah. Because Jesus Christ has given us a victory. But see, we must pray, we must exact that victory, we must, we must use that authority that he has given unto us. Hallelujah. Then number nine, number ten, miracles also happens when we pray. The place of prayer is a place where we generate signs and wonders. Hallelujah. Miracles happen when we pray. A passage we read says to us that Eli, Elias was a man of like passion, but he prayed and for three and a half years there was no rain. Then he prayed again. Hallelujah. He prayed again and the rain fell. The rain came down. He prayed fervently. Of course, when, Eli, when Elias was good, when he met the king, he said, Here we said, By my word. I said by my word, there shall be no rain. But we understood from the book of James here, I did not just say, except by my word, there will be no rain, but that he prayed fervently. Elias was a man subject to life passions, verse 17, James chapter 5, as we have, and he prayed earnestly that it might not rain. And it rained not on the earth by the space of three years and six months. And verse 18, and he prayed again, and the heaven gave rain, and the earth brought forth a fruit. Through prayers, he stopped rain for three and a half years. And through prayers, he brought down rain again. That is miracles, signs, and wonders. Happens when we take time to pray. When we spend time to pray. When we pray fervently, when we pray effectually and fervently. We pray rightly and we pray continuously. Great things happen. Miracles, signs and wonders. The Bible says these signs shall follow those that believe in my name. They will cast out devils. They will speak in new tongues. They will lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. But a Christian that spends time in prayers will see more of these signs following him than a Christian that has an haphazard prayer life that doesn't spend quality time before the Lord in prayers. Because when you spend time, quality time, before the Lord in prayers, and not just spending time in prayer in prayers alone, but 
you pray quality prayers. You see, you pray effectually, and then you put fervency in your prayers. That is com com continuously. Oh, miracles, signs, and wonders will be a daily occurrence in your life because as you pray, you receive the anointing, you receive the grace of God, you receive empowerment, you receive endowment. The Bible says in Acts chapter one verse eight, that you shall receive power because they were at the upper room, they were praying, they were at a prayer meeting. The disciples of Jesus, they were waiting for the endowment of power, but they were not just waiting, they were praying. They were praying unto the Lord, they were worshiping the Lord, and they were praying in the spirit. As they were praying, the Bible says, suddenly there was a thunder, there was, there was a noise from heaven, and cloven tongues as of fire appeared unto all of them, and they all began to speak with new tongues, as the Spirit gave them utterance. They were praying, and as they were praying, the Holy Ghost came down, and the power came down, and filled the house, filled all of them, and they began to speak in new tongues, and they received empowerment. They received, they received endowment from heaven. They received the power to be a witness for Jesus, because they were praying. So when we also spend quality time to pray, when we give time to, to praying, we receive endowment, we receive unction from heaven, we receive grace from heaven, receive anointing from heaven for miracles and signs and wonders to happen in our lives. Okay? Another point is that, you know, the Bible says that God makes all things work together for good for those that love him and for those that has been called according to his purpose. We... Pray, as we pray, situations begin to turn around in our lives. God begins to cause everything to work together for our good. Romans chapter 8 verse 28. Cause everything to work together for good for our good. Because we love him. But in the place of prayer, situations can be turned around. So we must give time. And this time that uh, uh, there is coronavirus outside and then so many offices are not fully opened and then we have enough time, this time for us, you know, to spend quality time. The time that we have not even had before. Many of us, we have the time now. So let us make sure we spend quality time. We are not just watching videos, not just watching films, not just chatting and chatting. You know, we must not be carnal Christians, we must be spiritual Christians. The, the carnal, carnality is an enmity to God. You know, but spirituality is life in Christ Jesus. We must spend time to pray. I want you to meditate upon this world this morning and ask yourself this question. How is my prayer life? Is my prayer life in good shape or in a bad shape? Do I spend time, quality time before the Lord in prayers? Or do I just leave things to just happen, you know, I just leave things to fate? Or I take charge of situations in my life, situations in my destiny, situations around me. You can take charge of things around you in prayers. So I want us to meditate upon this and make up our mind to spend much, much quality time in God's presence, praying, worshiping Him, supplicating, interceding, and uh, receiving grace from heaven. The Lord bless the world in the name of Jesus.
Father, we thank you, Lord, for your word this morning. We receive the grace. We receive the, the, the empowerment. We receive the anointing from heaven, even in the place of prayer, for our life assignments in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, because as we spend time in your presence, situations will begin to turn around for the better in our lives and in our destiny. We receive grace for our businesses, for our families, for our ministry, for whatever is it that we are doing with our hands. We receive grace from heaven. We receive empowerment. We receive direction. We receive instruction. We worship you, Lord. Thank you, Father. For those who are sick, Lord, as we pray, we receive healing for, for them. We receive healing in our bodies. Father, thank you, Lord, because effectual fervent prayer is tremendous in its power. It can do so much. Father, we receive this grace not to be lazy in the place of prayer, but to make prayer a lifestyle as a believer, as Christians, as your sons, in the name of Jesus. Help us, Lord. We thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen.